Hi everyone, welcome back to the Earth on Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, game masters, and the questers that are Josh and Dan. I am Dan. I am Josh. And today's episode is episode 99. Just one to go until we hit the C note. The century. Hundreds. Yeah. Dude, triple digits. There's no jersey number for that. So, sports talk and all. Um... on today's podcast, we're going to do all things communicational because we're going to talk about the messenger path out of the Mystic Paths book. And we've only got, I think, this one and one more to go. Uh, the outcast is, is left. So that one's going to be fun. I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. However, until then, we got to get to the messenger, which uh, there's going to be a surprise later on, in, like halfway through the podcast about the messenger, because as I was reading through the essay, I learned something new. I was like, oh. Oh, you went there. They did go there. And I appreciated it. It was good. I liked it. Um, so let's remind everybody real quick. 99 episodes in. I'm going to say it every single time. If you have any questions for us, contact us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. Next episode, we're going to talk to Opti, who's written yes. the Fire Eater essay. We're revealing now our episode 100 special guest. We got Opti a.k.a. Scratch from the Legends of Earth Dawn actual play podcast. Yeah. Talked with him for about an hour, a little bit about Earth Dawn, but really talked a lot more. Part of the reason I wanted him on was his game experiences creating a game and kickst- starting a new company and creating a game and kickstarting the game and the lessons learned and all of that stuff. Uh, so stay tuned for that yeah. next week. Um, it was a, a great talk. As you may tell from the way that we're talking about this, we actually already recorded that episode. <laughs> Had to get it in the can first. The magic of podcasting yes. is that you can record stuff in pretty much any order you want, as long as you make sure that you're talking about it in the right order. So technically, we recorded that in as like episode three or four way back when. I'm just, just, just kidding. <laughs> no, we actually were doing our own normal two episodes a night and tonight yeah. we were doing 99 and 100 and it just worked out easier to do 100 first because then we could get opti when we started recording and then yes. we were done he could go and we Absolutely. hung around to do 99 so episode 100 is more of the uh game production survival guide than just the earth dawn survival guide however there is a tie-in and we'll go with that um on to the messenger the first iteration I could find, because I went through all the books that I had, I didn't like do a deep, deep dive, but the first iteration I could find was in the old Red Brick Name Givers Compendium. Was there anything earlier than that that you could find Because I that you know of? Because I couldn't find anything in first edition, and I know it wasn't in second edition. I feel like... It might have originally appeared as something in one of the Earth Dawn journals. I don't know if you checked those. I didn't check those, but I, I think I know those pretty I thought I knew those pretty well. I know the spy was in there. I know the Mystic Warrior was in there. I know the Combat Mage was in there. Uh, yeah, I don't recall the messenger being in there as an actual discipline. So, but anyway, um, as I said, the first one I could find was earth on classic in the red brick, you know, name givers compendium. And there was a full 15 circles in there. Right. With a myriad of, uh, great 
talents, very useful talents. So it seemed like a very well fleshed out discipline with combat and exploration talents and defensive talents and all these things built in with a nice worldview, which I think carries over quite nicely. So I dug it. You just couldn't be an orc or a windling. You know, there was, there was a small racial thing. And I want to say that in some other source book somewhere, it was like obsidian only. You can only hire an obsidian yeah. to run, message, run messages and, and stuff from city to city. I don't recall whether there was an actual discipline that was created as a fan creation or whatever prior to the red brick version. I feel like there was, but it was based on a bit of setting lore that was in existence from the original core rulebook. Yeah. The idea that messengers between cities, that people you would hire to carry messages from population center to population center would commonly be or were almost always or the most reliable ones of them mm -hmm. were obsidian because of their stamina and doggedness and just general desire to see things through and that windling messengers were generally the more desirable ones for like communication within the city because they would be able to as the crow flies get to where they needed to go and would be kind of among the fastest to deliver yeah. a message locally but the messenger discipline at least as presented in the red brick book and i did not go back and check does not, I don't think, have a whole lot of lore or setting stuff that goes along with it. There were several interesting talents and, and some interesting mechanical ideas that kind of are there, but it didn't really seem to have much of a place in the setting beyond this is something that the rule book mentioned, and so we're going to make it. Yeah, I could I could see it as... as part of an NPC thing, or you hire out, you know, if you, you know, hire hirelings or you need to, uh, you know, rent a, a mule or something like that. You hire a messenger, send your message, so forth and so on. As a playable character, I always had this hard time picturing, okay, so what am I doing hanging out with these folks? If I'm in a party of people, I'm the messenger. Y'all got to come with me. <laughs> or, yeah, if I'm the game master and somebody's playing a, a messenger, how do I keep them involved when they need to go zipping back and forth from A to B to C, to D, to Q, to F, you know, back to K? What, what do we, uh, I didn't quite understand how that was going to work as a playable character, per se. Right. It feels like something that was created... And again, I, I am not as familiar. I think of all of the paths that are based off of earlier stuff. The messenger is the one that I have the least familiarity with when it comes to its development history. And it might have had a fairly shallow, relatively speaking, development history. But it feels like something that was created because this was something that was referenced. Let's make a discipline around it because back in the earlier days of homebrew Earthdawn stuff, you made disciplines mm -hmm. for everything. Yeah. And... It was something that was mechanically created, as a lot of homebrew disciplines and stuff typically were, without giving a whole lot of thought about how it might fit into the setting 
beyond what was already presented there, which is to say, oh, there are obsidian messengers that are highly desired to go from place to place delivering important messages, but also how it might shape the game, how it might interact with the table and an mm -hmm. actual play, what would be going on. And that's something that I've talked about with other paths and, you know, rejuvenating older disciplines, whether from, you know, first edition books or homebrew stuff that kind of made its way in or whatever, even the new stuff um, that was a, a big part of what Morgan worked on as he spearheaded this book was let's give this a role in the setting that also gives us or, or gives the reader some guidance or ideas as to how it might interact with a campaign or adventure. And I think the advantage of paths more broadly is that they are things that are much more aligned narratively with the type of stories that you might tell with them. And it's a lot easier for a GM to say, we're not going to be running a game where a liberator, for example, is going to be particularly happy or welcome. And so they might exist within the setting. It's very, it's a lot easier to perhaps restrict the ability of your players to pick up a path in some ways than it is to say, oh no, you can't play a Nethermancer in the game. Like it feels, it feels very different to restrict a path than it does to limit access to a whole discipline. A whole discipline. Yeah. Even though there are disciplines that are easier or harder to fit into a particular campaign framework than others. Cavalryman, yeah. air sailor. I'm I'm looking at you in particular. <laughs> exactly. I was going to put out the exact same too. Um, I mean, not to say that what uh, what Red Brick put out in the Name Givers Compendium is not quality material. I mean, there's 15 solid circles here. Talents, Ghostmaster ritual, uh, special abilities at fourth, ninth circle, and so forth and so on. They, it's you know, it's chock full of stuff. And that, like I said, not that it's not quality, but I always had the hard time, like I said, trying to figure in how would you play that as part of a party of, you know, more than two people and be a messenger and not get sidetracked on this side thing or not. So I appreciate that for fourth edition, it has been morphed, manhandled, cajoled, shoehorned into an actual path instead that is now adjacent to your actual discipline and has 10 ranks in its own right. So I have no problem with that. It, it, it makes more logical sense to say, this is what I do, XYZ discipline, but I'm a messenger too. And so when the time comes, I can add that on side quest, whatever you want to call it, and take advantage of the messenger path that I also happen to have been initiated into. Right. But the messenger as defined for the path, as yes. laid out by Morgan's work in fourth edition, builds on the concept of paths as a kind of secret society or extended mystery cult or something like that. That yes. it is an organization that has a particular objective philosophically, mm -hmm. and the membership of that are all in pursuit of that objective. So that really defines and, and helps establish their role and why you might want to play one and what they do within the setting. And it is a little yes. bit different than the red brick version, mm -hmm. which I think, again, mechanically solid lore 
conceptually, eh. it's fine. It's not yes. anything particularly. I have, I have no slight against it. Yeah. They're messengers. They travel from place to place and they're known for being reliable and being able to get the things to where they need to go. They can get it done. I think from a potential story-based idea, if we can like draw some pop culture stuff here a little bit, The Postman. Not the greatest movie, but the Kevin Costner film, <laughs> The Postman, yeah, is something along those lines. Any kind of story that has a character that is trying to get something from one place to another, you know, yeah. escort quests or whatever. The Book of Eli, um, Denzel's character oh, love in that, that movie. could be considered messenger uh, or messenger adjacent yeah. in terms of what he's doing is that he is taking this thing from place to place. I think the concept of communication and communication networks mm-hmm. is a strong one. And I think within the framework of Earth Dawn and its widely distributed population centers and dangerous terrain between them having individuals that are devoted to maintaining those networks and getting information from place to place and getting information where it needs to be. Yeah. The Pony Express. I was just going to say, I looked up some history of messages and messengers throughout history. And I'm going to start with the most iconic of all time, which is the journey of the marathon. Yes. Uh, So this is the soldier. Pheidippides in a battle near the town of Marathon, Greece to Athens in 490 BC, according to legend. He ran the approximately 26.2 miles to announce the defeat of the Persians to some anxious Athenians. And then he dropped dead after uttering the word Nike, as in the Greek goddess of victory, which is why we have Nike shoes uh, for running. the marathon, the the 26.2 miles that is 26.2. I think that's the right distance. 26.2. That is the distance from where he started to where he ended. Yes. It is considered one of the pinnacles of athletic endurance Mm -hmm. and ability in some regards. And not an easy task. Yeah, it is. It is a difficult. It's a difficult thing to do. Well, and most people do it on overland cross country type race where you having hills and weather and and other stuff and trees yeah. The 100-meter dash is <laughs> impressive in terms of the amount of power that those people can put out in such a short period of time. Yeah. But the marathon is its yeah. own thing. Yeah. Do do a marathon in sandals over uneven terrain without a road versus everyone's, you know, in cross-trainer's cross shoes. for a road in those days. Yeah, I would pass for a road. So one of those things. However, other than that, uh, the progression of messaging, instead of, instead of just one person running from here to there... Uh, smoke signals, not only used uh, by the Native Americans, they also used them in ancient China because, and also they still continually continuously use smoke signals in Rome to signal a new pope has been appointed. Uh, carrier pigeons, as well, and I'll get to a famous one on that one as well. Uh, uh, and then messages messages in a bottle, actually dropped from ships. They use counting on the currents to drop them off uh, on the shores of Britain, and the queen actually appointed an official bottle opener. So if you actually were just a casual person walking on the beach and opened a bottle and received a message, you could face the death penalty because you were not the official bottle opener for clandestine messages like that. 
the Telegram, which put the Pony Express out of business right. as well. Uh, but s- some actual famous ones you can go with. Um, yeah, Marathon Man we talked about. G.I. Joe was an actual carrier pigeon during the Italian campaign of World War II in 1943. Uh, the American army called for bombers to take out the German positions in the picturesque village of Calvi Vecchia. However, the village was subsequently captured by the British army and G.I. Joe the pigeon raced to deliver the news and flew 20 miles in 20 minutes and saved a thousand men from an airstrike. Wow. Messaging. It's That's important. Cool. Uh, the you brought up the telegraph and yes. how that was a revolutionary advancement because prior oh, yes. to the telegraph, mm-hmm. if a message needed to get somewhere, somebody or something needed to physically carry it. Yeah. Over the course of human history... For the most mm-hmm. part, messages needed to be delivered by a person. Yes. And the sanctity, in a sense, of the messenger is something that has a fairly long and storied tradition within mm-hmm. culture, just in general. That the idea of the mail service, the post, the messengers. Yes. That is a vital aspect of civilization, and you don't mess with it. Darn near sacred, I might say. Yeah, because even if you're going to put out a message in print form and distribute it to many, many people, someone still has to carry books or pamphlets to somebody else. So yeah, the the telegram absolutely changed everything. And for our uh, British listeners, we are going to give credit to the uh, simultaneous invention of the electrical telegraph, uh, Wheatstone and Cook in England, and Samuel Morrison in the United States. Same year. Got it done. So... Just saying. Anyway, uh, so a little history lesson for you there on the messengers. I have others later because we get to reveal something uh, as a surprise about the messenger path in fourth edition. So I, my favorite part of the essay on in the Mystic Paths book is that the messengers are a collective of dedicated wanderers. I found that just, just a wonderful description of what this actually is. is it's a loose network of people carrying things to and fro, sometimes two or three things to and fro at the same time, um, and not getting them mixed up as to who gets what and, and who does not get the certain thing that was told to them as well. Um, but the main qualifier to become a messenger is if you are an applicant, you must not have sworn allegiance to someone in a position of power because you are to remain neutral and just carry the message without interference for bias or perspective, you just carry, that's it. This is what I was told. This is how I was told it. Here you go. Or I'm carrying this parcel. Here you are. However, when you are a loose, uh, a loose collective of dedicated wanderers, there is one place you cannot typically go. The Bloodwood has a little, uh, thou shalt not pass much into Bloodwood and they don't, uh, and messengers, by the way, in return, don't allow blood elves to become messengers either. So kind of a part of that has to do with at least the perception that blood elves are loyal to Alakia, and that even if they are not necessarily sworn, they are very likely not neutral when it comes to <laughs> the broader scheme of things. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Uh, so 
what the messenger actually is there to do is currying letters, spoken word, and when it's spoken word, it's all the intonation and gestures that they have to mimic and copy uh, so that the recipient can understand completely what the message was or is. Uh, They also will ferry goods to and forth, parcels, uh, treasures, whatever the case may be. So that is also part of their assignment of you need to bring this from point A to point B, maybe even C or D, make it secure and don't let anybody interfere with it. And again, that's kind of a sacred duty that Josh alluded to earlier, which is that's something respectable. So bandits might try to, you know, pinch you a little bit here and there and take stuff from you. Like if you talk about the age of the Pony Express leading into the rail lines and the the settlement of the the Western United States, the plains and so forth. Yeah. There was a lot of awful stuff that went down. We're not getting into that. No. But a lot of the classic ideas of the bandit cowboy and so forth from that era of the Wild West would target the male because mm-hmm. obviously – money and other valuables and so forth would be shipped through the mail. That was something that would definitely be uh, of a concern if you are taking information. If you take a look at the Travar book, for instance, information can be just as valuable, if not more so, than the actual physical goods that you might intercept because the information might allow you to take advantage of an opportunity ahead of time or leverage some knowledge that you have in order to turn an even greater profit than you would if you just stole the stuff that was being recovered. Yeah. People who rob the stagecoach for gold and jewels are short-sighted in a particular point of view. (laughs) Well, yeah, because every good thief knows that uh, something's most vulnerable when it's in transit. It's not in a safe. It's in, you know, an armored car, well, that's on the move. You can knock that off a whole lot easier than you can something embedded in the side of a building. So, yeah, when it's in transit, it's a whole lot more vulnerable. Uh, but as Josh pointed out, information is the most powerful thing anybody can get a hold of. And so the messenger has kind of a secondary duty, which was buried nicely in the back half of the essay. So as you get through it, you realize that the messengers aren't just there to carry you know, one message back and forth or two messages to two different places. It's a small network of spies. Yeah, the essay in Mystic Paths is actually broken up into two sections. The first third of it is the fairly typical, we are messengers and we are dedicated to the idea of getting information from point A to point B and being reliable and being neutral and not getting involved in politics capital P politics and not being beholden to any particular individual of power. And we take that oath and that dedication very seriously because of our philosophical dedication to the idea that people rely on us. And so therefore we need to fulfill that obligation. That first part is kind of similar thematically to the essay that's in the Name Givers Compendium book. Yeah. But then we get into the second part, the sort of it's a little bit more than a half of the essay, which is a report that was intercepted, apparently from a Theron operative who Mm -hmm. has uncovered, surprisingly, a rather extensive network 
of spies Informants. and intelligence agents yeah. that are operating in plain sight as the standard messengers that everybody trusts mm-hmm. to carry their letters home and things yeah. like that. Because he was like, we, we had this whole attack and it was thwarted, but nobody knew about it. So how did the, how did they thwart it when no one knew about it? And he's still trying to, she, sorry, is still trying to figure out how did anyone know about this whole thing? Who could possibly put together that network of intelligence and information and utilize it? So they're still mystified as to how that could all take place. So even the Therans are like, uh, what? <laughs> where, where did this all come from? And yeah, so by the way, if you want to be a messenger, you have a cool little side gig of keeping your finger on the pulse of everything, information gathering, your mentor will tell you this is important, this is not important, go do this over here. And by the way, keep your eyes and ears open for movers and shakers and goings on in wherever wherever village or city or town that you're in. Yeah, it's actually really interesting if you think about it. If you've got this organization that is dedicated to remaining ostensibly neutral in one sense, that they are not ultimately beholden to any particular individual in a position of authority or power, but at the same time has this group of folks kind of at the top of their organization Mm -hmm. that sits at the center of this massive web of personalized telegraph network mm-hmm. in a sense where there's a lot of information and it's not that the messengers are making copies of these letters that they're carrying and passing them along they they actually i think generally do take that duty very seriously yes but it's that in the course of their travels because they are traveling all over barsave they see things And they learn things and they become aware of things. While they might not necessarily know the exact content of a letter, they know that they are carrying a letter from this merchant in this place to this merchant in this other place. And they've actually sent a lot of messages back and forth recently, Mm -hmm. just having these eyes and ears all over the place and having people that are helping coordinate all of this. Basically, you do end up with an intelligence network and... The people at the top making decisions about what are we going to act on? What are we going to pass along? What kind of goals and objectives do we have as an organization? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, at least at the moment, it seems to be in the pursuit of allowing the communications network of Barsafe to operate unimpeded mm-hmm. and that there is along with that, a a bit of an anti-authoritarian approach to it, perhaps. Yeah. Clearly, by what goes on in Iopos, that is the kind of regime that would not be interested in the free exchange of ideas and flow of information. Yeah. And so in order to continue their broader philosophical goal, the messengers need to oppose that and have the resources to put the right information into the right ears at the right time in order to turn the tide at key moments. And did the same, apparently, during the war with the Therans. Yes. Because the Therans had made their objectives clear with regards to what was going on there. 
because the messenger network is throughout the entire province of Barsave. And so it's in every single corner. It does actually operate within Iopos. They're not hindered in any way, shape, or form because the folks in Iopos pretty much think the messengers are just there to ferry, you know, things back and forth. And that's about it. They don't suspect. They don't suspect that, you know, the messengers are actually gathering intelligence for movers and shakers in bar uh, of bar save for the benefit of bar save. Not, not Thera, not Iopos bar save for the benefit of bar save, but not necessarily for the benefit of any individual power. Yeah. There's a little bit of a, I don't want to say like anarchist mm-hmm. attitude towards it because I don't think that's quite right, but there is a, a strong sense that as long as whatever you are doing aligns with the philosophical goals of the messengers, then that's fine. And if you start to cause problems, then they will potentially act to counter it in some way. The messengers in in some regards, although I don't think they are as extensive or meddlesome, remind me a little bit of the Harpers from Forgotten Realms. Good reference. The Harpers don't have the postal network kind of thing going for them. Yeah. But they do still have a kind of information network of wanderers and bards and performers and so forth who go around and keep their eyes on things. Mm -hmm. But it raises an interesting potential if you are going to be dealing with the messengers, especially if you have a character or characters in the group that are going to be following the path. Yeah. What could become of such a network if it becomes compromised? Mm -hmm. What happens if there is an individual who is less socially open, mm-hmm. not as dedicated to to the philosophical goals of the messengers and is perhaps more interested in leveraging it and the position that, that it might afford them for their own personal gain and power or manipulating things. Obviously, the fact that there is a council, there are multiple people and checks and balances by the very nature of how paths work in general, where you need to be approved and trained and whatnot at every step of the way, I imagine it would be difficult for somebody to get to that point without either playing a really long con. Yeah. I I think there are sort of checks and balances that exist within the very nature of how these systems work in the first place to prevent such things from happening. But that'd be a really... It's a fascinating idea. take on it. Yeah, I'm trying to undermine this from within, I think would be very difficult, but... You know, you could go with a very... Particularly if you're setting it maybe before the war or something, mm-hmm. dealing with the Therans, or maybe even post-war where you're dealing with Denerastus, you could exactly. potentially get into a very Cold War spy thriller kind of not sure who to trust. Totally. Different wings of things, Le Carre spy novels, or mm-hmm. various other kinds of things like that, as opposed to the Tom Clancy action adventure. Totally. CIA stuff. Yeah. Although you could certainly get that in there as well. Totally. Yeah. The action in, in Earthon, we can handle that. Definitely handle that. Messengers were, in fact, I love the, the fourth edition essay kind of updates the lore a little bit and does give a nod to the Earthon classic where it does say that, yes, it was founded by Obsidian, So hence the Obsidian started the whole thing. Um, 
and that the messengers, since they do operate in Iopos, they're there to counteract all of Outcast's maneuverings and machinations, and that some part of the messengers, would be the higher-ups, the lower-downs, whoever it may be, believe that Thrall is part of a plan set in place by a great dragon. So perhaps, perhaps there's a great dragon at the end of, at the top part of this messenger network, kind of, you know, maneuvering their chess pieces around. That's a possibility. It's not explicitly stated. I figured it's a nice little thing to, to tease. I think it's a potentially nice little insight that if you've got people that are traveling all over the place and seeing what's going on and t- carrying messages and just in general having access to a whole lot of information and knowledge about what's going on within the province, that somebody who is at the center of that kind of web and seeing everything that's going on could actually make conclusions and pretty decently educated ones Mm -hmm. about what's going on that we have the privilege being outside the setting and looking at everything, knowing what's going on, that they could potentially piece some of those ideas together. I mean, basically, the idea is... It seems really interesting with all of this stuff going on that there might be a dragon behind Thrall. We know that there is. We talked about him last week, Icewing. Yeah. That there is that sort of stuff that's going on there. But I also like there's still a lot of uncertainty and, hmm, this is an interesting thought. And serious scholars discount such notions, silly rumors and conspiracy (laughs) theories. Yeah. So uh, as we pointed out, Josh uh, mentioned that Morgan likes to do the paths as a secret society, you know, a little, little, little sect of their own. I think the messengers are the super secret society since they're hiding in plain sight and are actually spies for their own network uh, to ensure. Yeah, thrills. And it's also certainly possible that you could approach the messenger path as a group within a group mm-hmm. that you've got the broader path And it might be that many messengers don't really have anything going for them beyond the basic wanderlust and idea that goes along with traveling from place to place and making sure that messages get to where they are and just kind of fulfilling that really basic philosophical objective. Yeah. And it's not until you get up into the higher levels of the path where you might have this smaller membership inner circle that having witnessed what had happened in the past, perhaps with the first Theron War, various other things that might have gone on, and understanding that, yes, we try to be neutral, but also there are times that we have knowledge that must be acted upon. And maybe that just involves us getting that information into the right hands at the right time. Yeah. And sometimes it involves us maybe getting our hands a little bit dirtier personally. Mm -hmm. But we need to do what we can to try and maintain that public face of a fairly neutral postal service. Yeah. So I have three quick examples uh, before we get into the actual mechanics of the messenger. I have three actual historical examples of spy networks or spies slash messengers. Uh, First one is the Hikyaku, also called the Flying Legs, were couriers for the shogunate government of Japan's medieval period. They were known to average about 80 miles per day and ran in all conditions, wearing little more than loincloth and sandals. Uh, But with their help, the shogunate created a sophisticated network of information stretching from Hokkaido all the way to Nagasaki. So that ain't... 80 miles a day? That's what it said. Wow. I know. (laughs) 
That's impressive. <laughs> I agree. And that might just be like the Pony Express, which is, you know, one goes to A, A goes to B, B goes to C, C goes to D. So not, not one person 80 miles a day, but maybe just the network could, could stretch that far. I don't know. That's one thing. Uh, second one is... That's still really fast, though. I know. That is awesome. And it's breathtaking in its, in its capability that way. So, you know, some ideas. Uh, two, hey, they had magic at their disposal, is all I'm saying. You know, a little earth on magic. One of those things. Uh, the second one, the White Mouse. After France surrendered to Axis forces in 1940, uh, Nancy Wake became the courier and spy for the French resistance. Uh, the Gestapo, frustrated by Wake's ability to elude capture, dubbed her the White Mouse. She was known for being ruthless and cunning, once killing an SS sentry with her bare hands to prevent him from sounding the alarm during a raid. By 1943, three years later, there was a five million franc bounty on her head. So I can imagine, if you're doing this against the Denerastis in Iopos... Perhaps there'll be a mark on you eventually. Third one, John Richard uh, Lepenotier. I'm going to mispronounce that completely. By 1805, paranoia in England over the possibility of a French invasion had reached fever pitch, especially after French forces had landed at Fishguard in 1797. Eight years earlier, contemporary propaganda revealed the farcical fears that the French would be inv invaded via hot air balloon or even by burrowing under the channel. After the decisive victory at Trafalgar on the 21st of October, Franco-Spanish fleet was destroyed along with Napoleon's hopes of invading England. John Richards Lapenotier in the speedy HMS Pickle made the journey from Trafalgar to Falmouth in under two weeks and subsequently journeyed to London by nonstop post chase, making the journey in just 37 hours. So... Had to carry some messages along there, too. So spy networks, messages, these are important things. Had to be brought up. Anyway, so which disciplines does the messenger lend itself to most easily? Well, really, all of them are welcome, but typically, you know, four or five are kind of lead the way. Illusionists are very welcome. Scouts are fantastic at this. Troubadours, well, they tell a good yarn. They can memorize all kinds of passages of, of, of words and text. Air sailors, they travel really quickly. And thieves, because, you know, <laughs> spies and thieves. Especially for those that are more along the espionage Bent. route. Yeah. That'll work. Uh, so passions and questers, really uh, passions, certain passions fit this quite well. Uh, Josh will kind of give some insight into which, why these are uh, lending themselves well to this. Thoranuous. Passion of motion and revelry. Obviously, a messenger is going to be on the move quite a bit. So having some devotion to the passion that would speed your steps is a good idea. Low cost. Passion of freedom. Definitely something that is a bit more in line with the inner circle message or philosophical goal of trying to prevent any single power from gaining ultimate control over the province. Uh, Minbruge. Justice and truth and honesty are concepts that play very nicely with the messenger's philosophical goal of neutrality and getting messages to where they need to go and vestrial well you got the old sneaky guy there a <laughs> little bit interesting that um you have one of the mad passions that would be involved with this again those are probably more of the clandestine espionage more secret or secretive members of the organization yeah uh however but go for it you don't tend to end up with full quest doors 
because again, the idea that a messenger cannot be beholden to a single master, the messenger has to remain independent. The dedication required to become a questor ultimately means that you are in service to that passion that would strongly interfere with the independent mindedness that typifies the messenger path. Yeah, because you can't serve two messengers. You can't serve two masters when you're a messenger. You have to service the message and the person who sent you on that. And that's pretty, I mean, that's one and the same. So you can't really do that. So other paths are kind of okay, but as long as those paths don't impact the responsibility of the messengers, you should be all right. There's a very few of those, really. So Brothers of Stone, that's okay. Fire Eaters, also okay. Journeymen, quite well. Uh, and Scholars, no problem. But things like Horror Stalkers, Liberators, Purifiers, Windmasters, and Woodsmen have loyalties in conflict, it says. And that's, yeah, can't serve two. So uh, your initiation, interestingly enough, you have to come alone. When you're invited, you can't, can't bring the rest of your party. You can't bring your friends. This is a super secret society. The discussion there of the initiation and whatnot of, and the potential candidates is that while there may be plenty who are suited, perhaps temperamentally or otherwise, to deliver messages over land between mm -hmm. population centers yeah. and might be very interested in becoming a messenger of that sense. They are gated out of the inner circle and the deeper secrets. Um, and that I imagine that there is some time where they might be observed and watched to determine how dedicated they are to maintaining that independence from entanglement with any particular external loyalties. Yeah. And it may be that in order to help maintain that front, that there are quite a number of low-ranking members of the path who are perfectly happy staying at rank one, two, three, or four, or whatever, in that sort of lowest tier, and just going around and delivering messages and acting as a really effective screen to the deeper. And they, they never actually learn the truth, mm -hmm. and they just pass along information or whatever to their fellow members, not realizing that perhaps that they are feeding into some more extensive intelligence network. Yeah. And cause yeah, you, you got to have those as well. The patsies. <laughs> those were kept innocent from everything and just do their, just do their duty. Uh, so the, or and the coming alone also helps play into the idea that ultimately that while you may be traveling with other people, the delivery of the message is a solo task. It is something ultimately that you have taken on and that you must fulfill that obligation yourself, regardless of what might have happened. And so there is a, a solitude to it that is required and, a, and needs to be recognized. Yeah. Your initiation is kind of a three-step process. You have to do three tests. And the first test is simply deliver message somewhere, you know, close by, I guess, within a deadline. Make sure you get it there, get it right, done. And you'll be observed, obviously, secretly. Uh, second test is to do the same thing. Deliver a message by a deadline, just considerably further away. And then the third more test... Difficult. Part, yeah, a lot more difficult. Just a more difficult... Yeah. Third one, 
is to deliver a message, probably further away, but this is either to a, it's, it's either a sensitive message, it's clandestine, or to somebody who you have to keep it secret when you meet them to give them the message. So this is the ever-increasing level of difficulty on just your initiation. This is also something that allows the handlers and higher level members of the path to assess the candidate's potential and what they might be able to do and how they handle themselves in difficult situations. And it may be, again, that somebody might be able to do the first two without problem, but has problems with the third, but still sort of get inducted into the lower ranks of things to provide a screen or or cover for the activities of the deeper organization. Because here's the trick. They kind of frown on the whole violence thing because violence to somebody else in the middle of getting your message from one place to the other kind of draws attention. And the whole point of being the messenger is you're not supposed to draw attention to yourself. Just a little bit. One of those things. Anyway, so after all three of those are done and you are approved, then you get to swear your blood oath and then you're in. So... Anyway, uh, yes, there are 10 ranks to the messenger. Uh, you do get to alter your karma ritual just a little bit or so, um, but not really so that anybody else, unless they're paying very close attention, can tell that you've altered it. One of the other things that's a little bit unique to the messengers as a path is that you advance by doing tasks that are assigned to you by other members of the messengers. Mm-hmm. Unlike some other paths, like, say, the Horror Stalker or various other groups where an individual might choose a task and perform it and then bring the results of that to more senior members of the path yeah. in order to say, here is what I have done to demonstrate my dedication and my ability and fitness for advancement. For messengers, it's you do jobs and you do more <laughs> jobs. And if you do jobs well, then you advance. Yeah. If you have a messenger in your group or a group that's going to be working very closely with the messengers, you have a built-in framework that exists for giving them a bunch of different adventures that all revolve around the idea of bring thing from point A to point B. Yeah. With varying degrees of difficulty, maybe they encounter obstacles along the way, whatever. I mean, if we think back to the first edition classic adventure, Infected. Mm. That's a messenger job. The group is hired to take letters from the dwarf in Barter Town Charboya. to his home village in Honto. Yeah. That's their job is to just <laughs> go from point A to point B and deliver the messages and then bring the responses back. Yeah. But they get to the location and find this problem going on and need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of framework that you might find for a messenger based adventure. On on a really basic level. And then, of course, you might have other situations if you're dealing with more intelligence network gathering spy type of things. Yeah. Where they might be provided with additional tasks or secret missions or whatever. But the bulk of the advancement comes from doing jobs for your superiors or doing the jobs that are assigned to you by your superiors. Yeah. With ever increasing difficulty. going from there. Yeah, ever-increasing difficulty on those as well. Uh, so your half-magic ability, you obviously get to use half-magic to find other messengers, know the history of messengers, and uh, can use perception-based half-magic for information regarding trade routes or travel perils through an area, and charisma-based half-magic to find transportation. So a lot of uses for your half-magic. 
And since you are getting 10 ranks in Messenger, because there's a lot to learn here, you get a bonus, of course, at every other rank. So rank two, four, six, eight, nine, and 10, you get a social defense, a mystic defense, a physical defense, a recovery test, a social defense, and an initiative step bonus all on the way. And reminder, these do stack with your discipline bonuses. So fairly evenly balanced. You get one more social defense than your others, but you get plus two social, plus one to your other defenses. Yeah. You get an additional recovery test. You get an, an initiative step. What do you, yeah, you're not missing anything. All that's good. <laughs> Nicely well-rounded selection of bonuses there. Yeah, and social first and uh, mystic second. I like that as well because it is more secretive that way. And uh, you should be avoiding physical confrontation being the... Spy, sorry, messenger, messenger. We're not going to mention spies. Uh, so your talent options, I don't think there's anything new here, but this is a- There are not. Yeah, but this is a nice collection of otherwise hard to find talents all in the same discipline. So, or even all the same path. This is a nice collection to have here. So there's not a whole lot to go into. So Josh will get right into the next right after I'm done. Rank one, you get four of these. Astral Sight. Awareness, let's go hand in hand, book memory, conversation, danger sense, disguise self, duh, etiquette, again, duh, you have to know who you're talking to and, and how, read and write language, speak language, and stealthy stride. I mean, that's just a fantastic collection of talents that'll fill in a whole bunch of uh, slots for your character right there. Any comments on the first four ranks? No, it's all fairly straightforward. I mean, understanding what the role of the messenger is from its more broad standpoint, it's understandable where all of these abil abilities might come into play. Yeah. So rank five, and these are purchases warden tier talents. So you get four of these as well, five, six, seven, and eight. Evidence analysis, graceful exit, orbiting spy, which is super useful, power mask, safe path, and spirit mount. Again, these are like... again perfectly straightforward and understandable. You've got talents that help you navigate obstacles and getting around them. I mean, Graceful Exit allows you to more easily get out of a potentially difficult situation. Orbiting Spy allows you to have a sense of what's going on around you so that you have better awareness and perhaps can avoid an obstacle or trouble that you might have coming. Spirit Mount, fantastic travel ability. Oh, yeah. You get yourself a ghostly horse. It allows you to travel a lot faster, cover more distance, but without all of the logistical problems that come along with having an actual mount. Mm -hmm. Power mask can, helps you conceal who you are so no one knows what you're actually up to. Uh, evidence analysis. You can just look at things and go, eh, yeah, I'm taking a message here to there. So that's the whole reading the room as to who you're delivering it to or getting it from, whatever the case may be. This is you just observing your surroundings all the time. Uh, so rank nine and 10, you get two of these four. And these are the high circle ones. We haven't talked about these much, but they are there. Astral Pocket. Astral Pocket allows you to keep something or some multiple things, I forget the exact rules, in a astral pocket. So physically, if somebody stick it in the astral pocket and it's not, it's just carried along with you in the astral space, it's a great place to stash covert messages so that if you do get searched or whatever, they can't find it. Yeah. Reminds me of Green Lantern's power battery, oddly enough. Uh, Netherwalk. That allows you to physically enter astral space and traverse that way. It's dangerous. It's a high circle Nethermancer talent, but potentially useful. Yeah, very awesome. Uh, safe Thought. 
Yeah, that's a mental protection. Mm-hmm. So they can't reach I think it mind. provides bonuses to or resistances to mental compulsions and things like that. Yeah. And then thought link. It's again that whole mental telepathy type talent. So again, a fantastic assemblance of talents that you couldn't normally find in one place anywhere else. So if you have this idea that you want to play something more clandestine, have a slightly higher purpose, maybe, uh, toward helping all of Thrall, especially against Iopos and the Dinerastus, uh, yeah, become a messenger. Wink, wink, spy. Wink, wink. And we go from there. So Josh, what kind of knacks can people look forward to? to, I mean, aside from that wonderful collection of talents, what kind of knacks are there? The messenger does get a few knacks that are available to various talents under their list. Many of these knacks are also available to scouts and or thieves. There are a couple of awareness knacks that are available. There's eavesdrop, which allows them to isolate a single voice or conversation from the background noise. Basically eliminates the penalty that you would have for a noisy background um, if you're trying to listen in on something. Voices carry allows you to listen further away. Um, clear view acts very similar to another man's or talent or spell, I think, that allows you uh, to look through, but it allows you to like to basically be able to see through a certain amount of space. There's a book memory knack that uh, messengers get access to. They can memorize forms or official paperwork the same way that somebody could memorize a book, but then with transcribed document allows them to make effective forgeries of it by copying it out specifically. Nice. There's a, a conceal object knack that allows them to physically incorporate an object into their body, prevents it from being lost because it is physically part of them. Mm-hmm. A couple of etiquette knacks that they get that allows them to more easily navigate social situations. There are the typical karma spending knacks that you get for for uh, doing the path, which allows them to spend karma, for example, on interaction tests with people that don't recognize them to help smooth the ground with strangers and whatnot, um, to spend karma points to blend into an area and escape or otherwise escape detection, spending karma to resist fatigue. They can spend a karma point on an ally to get them to continue traveling when fatigue would otherwise set in. Mm-hmm. Various other kind of useful stuff like that, where almost all of the other paths that we've talked about thus far have had a couple of unique talents, you know, that provide them with some special tricks. The messenger doesn't have anything flashy in that regard, but they get a lot of tricks that leverage some special abilities through the talents that they already have, and many of which are semi-common talents, which again if you're going with the more clandestine route helps play into that idea of spies and covert activity because an adept using awareness, for example, I mean, not that it's a flashy talent to begin with, but that's not an unusual thing. An adept being more perceptive is not an uncommon magical trick. Yeah. It's not something that is going to give away your nature as a messenger. I was going to say, because if you stand out, you get spotted. And if you look like everybody else and you do all the things everybody else can do, they can't quite pinpoint what you are. Similar to the scholar, I think we talked about, the messenger Mm -hmm. uh, also has access if you're a spellcaster. You can pick up a pattern craft knack to get access to some additional spells that you might not know if they're available through other disciplines. 
gives you access to encrypt, send message, shadows whisper, grave message, viewpoint, and call. Viewpoint was the spell that I was just thinking of. Yeah. That's a Nethermancer spell. Grave message, shadows whisper, those are also both Nethermancer spells. Encrypt is illusionist. Send message, I think, is likewise uh, illusionist. And call, I think, might be a wizard spell. Just based on the page numbers, that looks to be (laughs) what they are. So if you are an elementalist, then you can get access to all of those. If you are a wizard, then you get access to, you know, it Mm -hmm. just really nicely gets you a bunch of stuff like that. Messengers get access to a bunch of read and write language knacks, most of them revolving around encryption and ciphers and stuff like that. Uh, And a couple of speak language knacks as well. There's just a, a bunch of cool stuff. So do a search if you've got the PDF. <laughs> do a search through the PDF for Messenger and see all of these little knacks that pop up uh, under a whole bunch of different talents for them. Yeah. So any disciplines welcome. Any race is welcome. There's nothing racially specific about this because they want as many people as possible to be in their network to gather as much information as possible and curry as much information back and forth as as can possibly be done. Any further thoughts about the messenger? I think this is a really wonderful update to fourth edition to fold in the the earth on journal spy, as well as the messenger and kind of blend those two together and update the lore a whole lot. Yeah. I think it was very well done. I've been digging this one. It's cool. I, I really like the, multiple layers that there's this public face that everybody is kind of aware of and doesn't think too much of. And then there's this deeper dedication to maintaining and supporting the existence of a free bar save. And that sometimes that means that the messengers need to act just because perhaps they may act in a way that benefits a particular power one day does not mean that they will always do so in the future. Exactly. So if you have any questions for us about the path of the messenger, please feel free to email us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com or any other questions you have about anything else we've ever talked about or what direction we're going to head to next. By all means, please stick around for episode 100 as we talk to Opti about game creation and his involvement and how he got to where he is and how that's going. And we'll see you on the other side of that with episode 101. Josh, any final thoughts? Yeah, I hope that uh, for those of you who observe it, the holiday season finds you well. Uh, We are in the tail end of 2021. Yeah. We're glad that you continue to come with us. It's possible that we might take a hiatus week or something in the course of this holiday season. We haven't actually talked about that yet. If there is a week where you don't see a new episode, uh, do not be alarmed. It is probably us just taking some uh, well-deserved time off uh, to relax and spend with our families. Absolutely. Uh, We do have more episodes planned. Trust me, they're coming. So... We're not going anywhere for quite a while. So otherwise, folks, uh, I think it is time for you to go be clandestine with your own legend. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 